our mission statement is, you know, we empower women in developing countries to start businesses and to secure dignified employment so that they can uh, lift themselves, their families, and their communities out of poverty. Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. Hey guys, welcome to the Land Life Podcast. Guys, before we get started, don't forget, you got to like, subscribe, leave some comments if you want to. Um, if you do that, we're going to attract more people to the podcast, and then more people are going to be able to see what people like Ashley Johnson are doing with a Constellation Coalition. Say that 10 times fast. Super cool name. Um, yeah, but we want to attract attention to that. So we're not just here to raise awareness for something like this. We're here to get some supporters, some financial supporters. So guys, uh, check it out, Constellation Coalition. Uh, Ashley, how you doing? Good. Thanks, PJ. How are you? Great. Doing great. What part of the country are you from? Uh, I'm in Cincinnati. Okay. Ohio. Yep. Is it cold out there right now? Um, It is like upper 60s. So okay. it's actually kind of ideal weather, at least for me. This is my so happy weather. So. In Ohio, though. It, it's a little humid. Yeah. <laughs> I could do without that. But. Yeah, I bet. So <laughs> Ashley, uh, first of all, Constellation Coalition. Yep. Who came up with that name and, and why? Because <laughs> we'll explain what you do. But yeah. first of all, what's the Constellation Coalition? Are we looking at stars? <laughs> <laughs> so the Constellation Coalition, actually, it was kind of inspired by my son because he is uh, he's almost 11 and he is eventually his goal is to work for NASA. So he's kind of a, like a space nerd and he's taught us a lot about it. So it's kind of on our brains when we were you know, bring, putting this together. And uh, the idea is that every woman is a star. And she's shining brightly on her own. But when you connect the dots between us, we create these beautiful pictures and tell beautiful stories and become a guidance system for other women. That's cool. That's a cool name. Now, now, now it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Um, so Ashley, let, let's go back. Let's go back a little bit further. Uh, what led you to that point? What led you to the, to the point of starting something like the Constellation Coalition? Uh, you know, kind of give us a little background before we get started. Sure. So. The Constellation Coalition, we've been around for just over two years, but this is really sort of 10 years in the making. Wow. Um, and I, I kind of put our origin story back to almost 11 years ago when my son was born and I would be up doing two and 3 a.m. feedings. And, you know, while I am feeding my, you know, crying son who just wants to eat, uh, all that my sleep deprived brain can think of is there's a woman right now in the Philippines who is too malnourished to be able to nurse her baby. And she's too poor to buy him formula. So she just has to listen to him scream. And that just absolutely wrecked me and broke my heart. And, uh, so that was kind of the moment where, and I don't know, like if you or your listeners feel like, you know, your businesses are sort of your calling, but like, for me, this was really where I felt like I was, this was a calling put on my life. Uh, to make a difference, to empower women out of poverty globally, which is kind of crazy because at that time I hadn't even stepped foot outside of the United States. So I had no idea how I was going to do this or what exactly I was going to do or what was even needed to do that. I just knew that that was something I wanted to do. And so uh, fast forward to 2015, and I started to learn about microfinance and the idea of business as a uh, like the way to get people out of poverty versus aid. Cause you know, as a North American, we're always kind of taught that 
you know, poverty is an issue of money. So we just need to give them money, but that creates dependence and that takes away uh, their, um, their power to change their own lives. And it, it, you know, it's definitely sends the wrong message that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not capable, right? Like poverty is so much more than just a lack of money. Um, And if you, if you talk to people who live in poverty, they will talk about poverty uh, less in financial and material terms and more in like um, emotional or mental terms and what it does to them mentally and emotionally. And so I started learning about that in 2015. That was the year I made my first trip to Guatemala. And I actually got to see extreme poverty for the first time up close. Um, I got to, you know, get to know people who were living in poverty. Um, I got to meet some entrepreneurs that were living in these slum communities um, that, you know, were, were taking care of their families through their own businesses, um, you know, and got to talk to them about the challenges that they were having. And then, so I came back from that trip and I really just started trying to figure out like, okay, I know, you know, the calling has to do with poverty. It has to do with women. It has to do with business. So, you know, how do I put all that together and, and what exactly is it that I should do? Cause I, I didn't want to recreate the wheel. I didn't want to do something that was already being done. I really wanted to do something different. And so, yeah. um, after, you know, several months, I, I heard somebody recently, uh, use the phrase divine download. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's, I can definitely relate to that. Cause I just kind of felt like one day I was driving to work and I was just, the idea just hit me, you know, my husband and I, we sponsor, uh, four children total, uh, through two different organizations in Africa and in Guatemala. And, uh, the idea just sort of came of like, why not start a sponsorship program for women entrepreneurs where women in the United States and Canada can sponsor an individual entrepreneur, uh, you know, their sponsorship fees will pay for their business training or their job skills training. And then they can communicate with each other. They can, you know, write letters back and forth, get to know each other. And so, you know, the woman, the entrepreneur is getting uh, the training that she needs. She's also getting that support. You know, there's somebody else who, who looks at her and says, I see value in you. And I know that like, you have everything you need. You just need a little more, you need opportunity, right? You need, um, you need resources to be able to do the thing that you need to do to take care of your own family. And then it also, you know, for the woman on the other side in the United States, she gets to actually have an impact on poverty and an up close view of someone's life changing. Cause for me personally, like I, I do like there are organizations that I, my husband and I donate to where we don't actually get to see personally the person on the other end. Cause there's a lot of great organizations out there, but I really wanted to be able to see for myself the life change that was happening. So, um, you know, the, we our our uh, our mission statement is, you know, we empower women in developing countries to start businesses and to secure dignified employment so that they can uh, lift themselves, their families and their communities out of poverty. And so we use a sponsorship model to do that, as I was just explaining with the children, you know, the child sponsorship. So, um, yeah, that's that pretty much sums up who we are and how we got here. That is awesome. <clears throat> so you, you saw a need, you addressed the need, and you didn't just send a check, you developed a, an entire business <laughs> that would fix the situation. So uh, if you guys are sitting up at three in the morning, taking care of your kids, um, you should aspire to be like Ashley and you, know, <laughs> you got to start a business that, that helps the entire world. Okay. So, um, all right. There's so many questions here. So uh, first of all, what job, what businesses are these 
what let's let's start let's start with this what countries are we are we talking about here so currently we are working in romania and nepal uh, with our sponsorship program we also uh just did a first sort of beta test of a scholarship program which is more of a shorter term thing um where it was it's because we ask our sponsors for a a two-year minimum commitment um because we're we're really looking at long-term relationships because you know poverty is there's no quick fix to it um but you know there are places where you know maybe the need is just hey there's this you know 12 week entrepreneurship training program that is available it's just getting the women there so um we actually did a beta test for a shorter term scholarship program in guatemala just last year wow okay so guatemala nepal and romania Mm -hmm. what jobs what businesses are these women starting yeah so in Romania, the women are, they're in a smaller community. Um, and so most of those women are working for the, our partner organization and they are creating um, paper bead jewelry. They are creating um, goat milk soap and candles. And um, they have a garden where wow. uh, they can work and, you know, not only get paid to work in the garden, but also feed their families with it. Um, and they're also uh, looking to do, because sunflowers are their like main, like it's the official flower of Romania and there's a lot of it around. So they're starting to look now into uh, figuring out some things they can do with sunflower oil. And then in Nepal, the the group that we are working with, they have several different uh, training programs. We are working with their cosmetology program. So all the women in Nepal that we're sponsoring currently are training to start their own salons, to be hairstylists, to be uh, henna artists, to be manicurists. And then in Guatemala, uh, they're kind of a mixed bag. So the women that just graduated, there was uh, an, an aspiring fashion designer. Um, there were a couple bakers. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. It's just, it's kind of, like I said, it's a mixed bag. So yeah, uh, yeah. so just whatever their community needs. Who Who is, um? so who's buying the the, the goods the so you got a hairstylist i mean are they doing this in their own community are they are they selling the baked goods to you know another city another country how does that who's buying this stuff yeah so the goal is really for them to be able to work in their own community um, to start businesses that will a sustain them where they are because you know if if they're trying to sell to an american and not that it's bad to be selling to an american market but if that market dries up or goes away we still want them to be able to, uh, you know, have a market where they live. So um, the goal is definitely for them to be working in their own community um, and providing, like creating businesses that fill a need there. Mm-hmm. So it's sustainable. That's that's awesome. So, um, you know, in any business you have like, like uh, key performance indicators. You want to know what is, how do we know this is, it, it's it's working or what do we have to tweak to, to move in this direction and that direction? Yeah. You have so many different people, countries, business yeah. endeavors. How do you track all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. So right now that's uh, mainly me. Um, yeah. You know, we have a board obviously. And so different things are, tracked through different systems, like for nonprofits and I'm sure that's as well have this, but, uh, you know, we have a, like a donor database kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Uh, so we can track, you know, stateside things. And then, uh, we also do surveys, uh, of the entrepreneurs every year. So when they first start and then, uh, a year into it, and then at year two, 
and it's it's just a like a what do you call it like a scaled yeah so it's like you know on a scale of one to five how are you feeling about this aspect of your life and it just kind of goes down different aspects so we can compare year to year and see like you know okay is this making a difference um aside from that it's a a lot of it you know in our early years because again we're only two uh is anecdotal where we're hearing from our partners on the other end who will tell us stories about you know how excited the women get when they get a letter from their sponsor or um you know like uh in romania there's one girl who i remember the the our the woman who leads the partner organization there was telling me that uh, one day one of the girls was like, I am just having a horrible time with my children today. I wonder how my sponsor is doing today. I wonder if she's like just wanting to kick her kids out of the house like I am. And just, <laughs> you know, hearing how they're, you know, like yeah. they're thinking about their sponsor as well. And uh, just seeing that connection of, uh, you know, women building relationships has been really cool. Sure, sure. So, I mean, another question, I guess, business related. So how do you, how do you scale something like this? And I know you guys are new, but I mean, so you have Guatemala, Romania and, uh, and, and Nepal, Mm -hmm. like, how do you decide, okay, so tomorrow we're going to go to India. Like, do you physically go there? (laughs) Do you like, how does that work? That's, that's such a big endeavor. Yeah. So overwhelming. The pandemic sort of killed a lot of that for us. We were supposed to visit Romania in 2020. Okay. Obviously COVID has prevented that. Um, and now uh, the war in Ukraine has probably put the kibosh on that for a while because they share a border with Ukraine. And our partners are actually uh, bringing in Ukrainian refugees mm. into their um, space now as well. Yeah. Uh, so we might not be able to go to Romania for a while, but uh, basically, you know, we're, we're just making, it's just, Right now, anyway, it's personal connections. We have a, uh, a a partner organization application on our website. So if there are organizations out there that feel like they would be a good fit, there's an application they can fill out and then that gets submitted to the board. Um, we do have a couple that you know we're looking at to eventually add on. Um, you know, our our Nepali partners specifically, they sort of have like they've got a very uh, efficient system and the women are coming in, going through the training and then going back to their communities to start their businesses. And so uh, they kind of have a, it sounds bad to say a revolving door because it's not bad because it's just those, the women are leaving to go do what they're supposed to be, like the thing that they came to do. Um, but they kind of regularly have new girls coming in because uh, that organization is rescuing women from being trafficked into India. Yeah. Um, so there's constantly an influx of girls. And so our goal is to be able to get enough sponsors to where we can start to bring on more organizations because uh, there's always going to be a need, you know, on the other end, there's always going to be women who need empowering, who need support. Um, and so it's really just about us getting the sponsors stateside so that once we've got all of the girls that we currently have sponsored, then we can go, okay, so who else can we sponsor? Like who else can we add? Did that answer your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you're basically using uh, different organizations on the ground in those different places uh, to, um, to kind of feed you. Uh, yes. business or, yeah. or, or feed you opportunities to help others. Yeah. Because I don't know how to start a business in Romania or Nepal or Guatemala. <laughs> I, I don't really know how to start a business here in the United States. 
but you know, I don't know what the needs are in that community. And so, uh, you know, we wanted to partner with organizations that are already on the ground, that are already in their communities. They understand their context um, and they're already helping women there. And this way we can pour more resources into them so that they can, uh, you know, build up their programs and continue to help more women. Okay. Physical locations. Like, are you supplying, is there a, do you guys build metal buildings or are the, the physical, the physical places these people are doing, these women are doing, you know, they're starting businesses and they're, and they're getting the training they need. How do we, how do we find that? But like a physical you... location, we have to go into this building to learn how to do the hairstylist, uh, be a hairstylist. And, you know, how, how do you do that? Like that physical location, where does that Yeah. Come? So we're not actually providing that. Our partners are. Okay. Um, so they have their own facilities. You know, our Romanian partners, they've been there for, I think, about 17 years now. So they have oh, wow. sort of gradually over time built more buildings on their land. Um, in Nepal, they are in the city of Kathmandu. So, you know, they're working at, you know, leasing buildings there. And same in Guatemala. They're in Guatemala City. So they are, you know, they have their own sort of building space that they're renting. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they just bring the women, the women right in there. Okay. So let's say somebody from the United States wanted to physically go out and teach something. Let's say they had a specific skill and they knew the women in Nepal needed to hear this skill because this would really help them. Are they, is this a something where people can physically go out and help you guys uh, to teach? Uh, you know, how would that, how would something like that look? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And actually our partners, uh, they have told us multiple times, like if there are, if you have people who you know, have this particular skill, or if there's other skills, you know, that people want to share, we would love to have them. And so again, you know, pandemic and war pending, uh, we're, we're hoping to go, like, we want to do sponsor trips where we take our sponsors to actually visit the women that they're supporting. Um, but like one of our sponsors for that, you know, sponsors, one of the women in Nepal, she is a hairstylist and she has actually gone and trained the women wow. in that program um, with a group of, you know, other hairstylists and cosmetologists and things like that. Mm. So um, in those situations, I would refer people to our partners directly. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, it's definitely a need. And yeah. hopefully as, you know, travel restrictions start to ease up a little bit more and, you know, hopefully the war in Ukraine ends soon and, uh, you know, we can actually go visit. Yeah. Hopefully it looks like things are starting to lighten, uh, loosen up a little, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. There's, there's a lot pandemic of wise. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic yeah. Wise. yeah. No, not, not, not the other thing, not yeah. the war. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I'm, I'm average guy here in America. Average. We keep saying, I said guy earlier, male, man or woman, anybody who wants Human. to do it. How about that? Anybody <laughs> who wants to, to be a part of this, I want to be a sponsor. Let's just say that. How do I get started? So you as a male, we, we don't offer male sponsorships right now because we yeah, don't, that wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have, uh, we're not currently supporting men. Like we're very like women focused because mm-hmm. women are very marginalized globally. And so, you know, we want to put our efforts into the places that have the most need. Um, so for men, a, I would say, you know, we'll always take your money. So you can, <laughs> you could absolutely listen, be- they will take your money. Yes. <laughs> you want to donate. That's all you got to do is just donate. Exactly. All you gotta so do. if you're, if you're a man, you can totally donate to uh, the organization. Um, and then, you know, if you are a woman or if you are a man and you have women in your life, 
um, you know, point them to us and you can actually come. We have women available right now for sponsorship on our website. You just go there, uh, fill out the, uh, you know, the form that we have on our website and, uh, you know, get the monthly giving started and then you can start writing letters right away. Wow. So you could get going like just today and it would be, you'd be up and running. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, big, big picture wise, what's your, what's the long-term goal here? What's the long-term plan? So the long-term plan is to end global poverty. Okay. Now I saw that as your vision. <laughs> that's your vision on your website. So that's kind of what I was getting, kind of what I was getting at. Um, that's a, that's a huge goal. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess what are, what are you, what do you foresee as the next steps into, into achieving that? Uh, honestly, it's just empowering one woman at a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to keep getting women sponsored, getting women trained in business, getting them started in business, uh, and then watching them change their families' lives, change their communities' lives, and uh, just want to keep going until there are no women left that need empowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a huge goal. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, so, what about? And I don't mean this. I'm not really sure if this is the right term. Franchising, oh. like a <laughs> not necessarily a franchise, but hiring somebody else to start moving in what you're doing with, with uh, your organization in a different area to just run on their own. Um, You know, long-term, would that be an option too, to kind of branch out and make it go a little faster? I don't, honestly, I don't know what the, like what IRS laws are around. Mm -hmm. And I've, I think you're right. I think franchising is probably just the wrong word. Yeah. Um, we definitely want to grow to make where it, we it. have. I don't know. Yeah. We want stateside staff. Like we okay. want to be able to hire people in the United States to be able to run the overall organization. Yeah. I mean, even as we're growing now, we're, right now we're all volunteer. Um, but even as we're growing now, you know, there are we're finding needs and there are places like we we hired an executive director coach for me last year. Um, you know, we hired sort of a, a part-time sort of fractional marketing and, uh, I can't remember exactly what the title was, but he helped us kind of get our, like some of our systems in place. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're getting ready actually to, to hire somebody to help us, um, with some of the podcast needs, um, all on like very, you know, not part-time, but like contractual. Sure. Yep type work. Um, but we would like to eventually get to a point where we can have, you know, full-time paid staff with benefits and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that would, that would ultimately be the goal is just to grow the organization. Um, I don't have any problem with people working wherever they want to work. Like I don't, I don't foresee us ever having like, you know, a home office where we have a building with people in cubicles or anything like that. But, um, yeah, we definitely want to grow and add staff here. We'll yeah, yeah. Point. It sounds like it could blow up pretty big. I mean, I think you could have because the idea is it's it's an amazing idea. It's just not a ton of people were sitting up at three in the morning deciding to start it. So, yeah. but they would want to be a part of it. You know, yeah. they're like, "Wow, that was a good idea." I wish I would. Oh, if this had existed already, I wouldn't be talking to you right now because yeah. I just would have jumped on, sponsored someone, and right. Yeah. So there's done. probably a lot of people out there like you that are thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, I hope so. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 pretty interesting. Um, so uh, uh, you said um, systems in place mm-hmm. uh, a second ago. What is a day to day? What is the daily 
what, what does your day look like? So I also work a full-time job currently. And so uh, it's basically days include my lunch breaks and evenings and weekends. Um, And it's for me right now, it's a lot of uh, sponsor communication, a lot of partner organization communication, um, obviously the podcast, you know, researching and, and getting guests and recording and all that good stuff. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, The Constellation Coalition podcast. Constellation Coalition. There you go. (laughs) I tried to name it something fun. And I had a, a, like a marketing coach at the time. She's like, don't do that. Just, just name it the Constellation Coalition. I was like, (laughs) Um, and so, uh, yeah. And just, you know, a lot of it's just me trying to figure out, okay, where can we go next? Like, who can I talk to? You know, what groups are there? What women's groups are there that I can go talk to, to try and find more sponsors and sure. um, Yeah. Every available moment you're at it. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, honestly, that's how probably every successful business person does it. Yeah. You you have to have a job to pay the bills and then, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, while you're building something, you're at work. And then when you have this extra time, you're out there hustling and working and and that's how, that's how everything gets built. So that's how all the big guy, the big people do it too. So yeah. um, Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, I think what you're doing is amazing. It's, it's really interesting. And, yeah. and I, I didn't know it existed. I, I, I've, like you said, I knew there was a problem, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't think to go start an entire organization to, to address that issue. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a question. It was kind of off. It's just, um, it's not really following what we're talking about, but safety <laughs> out there, safety. Uh, how are these, do you, are you, are you is, is there a safety issue with these, these women too? I mean, I, I know you're, you're saying trafficking, um, mm-hmm. all these issues, these women have to face every day. How, is there safety put in place? Uh, are there things to keep them safe? Uh, what does our safety look like out there in these countries? Yeah, that's a good question. So right, I went our, around, I, 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 I had an easy question and I made it really No, wrong, it's, it's, I mean, it's a legitimate question. So our Nepali partners, uh, like I said, the women are being rescued from, because so what our partners do is they go to the, all the border crossings from mm. Nepal into India. And they interview the women that are going across because um, they know exactly what to look for. And they are finding women who have been trafficked from you know the rural villages where they don't understand when this man comes or this woman comes to like offer this great opportunity in a big city, um, what that opportunity really is. And so mm. they will rescue these girls. They have a safe house there in Kathmandu where they will take them, um, where they get counseling, um, you know, they have a safe place to stay and then they go into the training program. Um, so they can stay right there during that time. And then, uh, they will either start businesses, uh, with another girl in Kathmandu, if it's not safe for them to return to their communities or, um, they'll go home. Cause most of the time it's not, it's not malicious. Like their family hasn't sent them away yeah. because, you know, they're greedy or anything like that. They just don't understand people are manipulating them being manipulated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times it is safe for these girls to go back to their communities and then they can start a business there. And then, you know, they can a lot of times employ other women there. Um, and they can also inform the rest of their community. So if anyone else tries to come to traffic other girls, there's someone there who can say, you know, this is, this is what they're actually doing to you. Um, you know, and educating the community. Uh, in Romania, it's a little different. Um, the community there that we work with um, is the Roma community, and uh, they are very uh, discriminated against in broader Romanian culture. 
And so, uh, you know, they're not really welcome in the Romanian cities. Um, and they are a lot of times, you know, yelled at, spit at, have things thrown at them when they go into these cities. And a lot of the families there, like a lot of the women deal with domestic abuse. Um, you know, there's a lot of child marriages and things like that. And so our partners are doing everything that they can to educate these women and help them to realize that like, that's not okay. Like your husband hitting you is not an okay thing to happen yeah. and yeah. you don't have to put up with it. Whereas it's been a part of their culture that a lot of the older generations are like, this is just what you have to do as a woman. Like, it's just what you have to do as a wife. And, um, and so, you know, with them, it's a, it's a little tricky. Our partners do have a safe house there where some of the women have gone in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like some of the families where it's not an issue of the husband, you know, abusing the wife, but maybe there's somebody else who is out to, you know, get the husband for whatever reason. And so mm-hmm. they'll all go stay at the safe house until things kind of cool down. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's definitely, it's a problem, um, but our partners are, you know, doing everything that they can to keep these women safe and uh, to empower them to be able to kind of take control of their own lives. Yeah. Wow. And these are things you don't hear about on, I don't hear about them on, I don't really watch the news, but I mean, you don't hear about them anywhere online or, or any of that stuff, you know, Um, you know, you wouldn't, I would never have known things about Romania and Nepal, you know, right. it, it's just something we don't think about, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, uh, it's awesome that you're making us think about it. <laughs> you know, you're like, that, that, that's really cool that, you, you know, you have that, you're, you're providing that to a group of people like the United States where we just don't see that kind of thing ever, Yeah. you know, and if we were to have, I mean, I know we have our issues here as well with the, the same, the same issues. Um, here, I, I, I have a feeling there's a lot more resources here in the United States where if there is something going on, you know, you can, you can get help here and there versus Romania and Nepal, where you're in a rural village and there's no one going to help you. This is just the way we do things. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about it here, if you have an emergency, you call 911 and someone shows up, you know, uh, in other parts of the world, that's not always the case. There's not always someone to call, or if there is, they won't always show up. Yeah. Or, and, and, and like you said, it's, it's not a cultural, it's a cultural thing. It's not like they're not going to, they're probably not going to help, you know, within the way you want them to help. They're just going to yeah. say, Hey, that's, that's a part, that's part of the deal here. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's nowhere to go. So you just accept it. And that's that. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so any, anything else you want to you know, add or, or let us know about before we wrap up? Um. We need sponsors. That's really the big thing is uh, I think we have at the time of this recording, five women. I think there's five. There's five. Yeah, there's five on the website. Um, and so, uh, yeah, as soon as we can get them sponsored, we can add more girls and keep going. So and it's so like I'm a sponsor, too. And it's yeah. such it's so great. Like I have uh, my entrepreneur's picture that's, you know, up on my wall right now. And, you know, she just, she is a bright ray of sunshine and I love getting letters from her. And so it's, it's just, it's fun. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not, it's not all, you know, just 
go, go, go. It's yeah. fun too, because you're building this relationship with this amazing human on the other side of the planet. And someone you never would have met otherwise. You know, that, exactly. that would never have happened. This connection would have never been made. You can travel to all these countries and usually go to, the, you know, you go to the main city. You would never yep. go to like the rural area where you see right. this person and, and, and them the same way. They get to meet somebody that they would never have met otherwise. Exactly. So that's super cool. Guys, if you're listening, give money, give <laughs> cash. You got lots of it. So give it over. Um, tell your wives to sponsor, uh, and, and get that part started. She said, you know, we have five, you said five, correct? I believe, I believe there's five right now. Five entrepreneurs. Yep. They're working hard. They need, they need help. So let's get on that right away. Um, where can people find you? So you can find us at the constellation coalition.org. Okay. Um, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Awesome. And I'll have all the links to all that good stuff here. There you go. There in the show notes. Um, I got that wrong last time. I, I was like here and it didn't really, if you're, if you're listening, I'm not, I'm pointing down, but you can't see it on the camera. Uh, so Let's really just scroll down. And find yeah. It. There we go. Do that. <laughs> all right. Ashley, here's the big question. We are land life. I buy and sell dirt. I buy and sell dirt and trees. That's how we, we, we support this this uh, one-man operation. Um, so if you were to buy land anywhere in the entire world, where would it be and why? That's easy. Okay. Guatemala. Perfect. Uh, because that is, uh, I refer to it as my home away from home. It's the first country I ever traveled to outside the United States. It is, uh, I love the people there. I love the culture. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I would, I would move to Guatemala in a heartbeat. Guatemala it is. Does it have to be like a beachfront? Does it have to be inland, farmland? What are we looking at there? Uh, I think if I had to choose, because we're talking land, I would probably want to live along Lake Atitlan, which is this beautiful lake. It's uh, surrounded by three volcanoes. Um, And I believe there's five uh, indigenous cities that are, you know, placed around the lake and it's beautiful. Like, I, I love it there. I can't, we're hoping to go back in December this year and take our son. And so I cannot wait to go that back. That is awesome. All right. What's the name of the lake again? Uh, Atitlan. A-T-I-T. Wait. Yeah. A-T-I-T-L-A-N. Oh, okay. Atitlan. Atitlan. is where we got to go find some land. All right, Ashley, thank you so much. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to benefit from this. I think, uh, you know, hopefully we can, help the, the Constellation Coalition as well and, and get you guys a little extra help there. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Till next time. See you on Land Life.